voices It's up to you and me To shine a guiding light and lead the way United by our cause We have the power to pursue what we believe We'll achieve the realization of our dreams Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons I'm Vaughan Benison, thanks once again for your company Wayfinding and tactile graphics interpretation is something that a lot of blind children and blind adults find very difficult. One of the ways that we can seek to combat this, perhaps, is using 3D models. Now, I'm sure we've all had people make up maps for us using plasticine or clay or some sort of 3D representation of a building or of a particular thing that uh, we need to understand visually. 3D printing is something that uh, has become quite prevalent in the last 10 years or so. There's a project underway to discuss and determine whether there can be a place for 3D printing in tactile graphics rendering and also in mapping to help blind and vision impaired people understand their environment. We're joined this week to discuss this by Ramona Mandy. Ramona, welcome to New Horizons. Thanks, Vaughan. Good to be with you. For uh, those of us who don't know you, give us a bit of a potted history of uh, Ramona Mandy. I worked for the technology company Humanware for many, many years, uh, selling technology and training people in um, blindness-related equipment. But um, for the last couple of years, I've been working at the Australian Federation of Disability Organisations doing workshops on the NDIS. And outside of that time, I uh, am involved with a few different things, um, an adaptive technology committee advising sort of the, the sector and uh, various other things. But uh, that that's fairly busy keeps me busy perhaps you could give us a bit of a history of tactile graphics and uh, tactile mapping and things like that oh gosh well it's something that has been around in various formats in terms of production of accessible graphics in tactile form uh, there'd be a lot of people out there that are familiar with various techniques for producing tactile graphics such as using thermoform with sticking rice and other sort of things to paper and then thermoforming it over uh, to a spur wheel. Uh, there's been various devices out there to, with a, to produce tactile drawings. Um, but there hasn't been a lot until, I guess, more recent years for developing accessible information through a 3D model. But with the introduction nowadays of using 3D printing, obviously the blindness sector has seen that this could be a really useful tool to convey accessible information to uh, people with vision impairment so they can access graphical information such as what we see in textbooks, uh, maps and plans, etc. So I think uh, 3D printing is one way. It doesn't mean that it will replace some of those other methods that we're used to for conveying and receiving and accessing visual information. As a blind person yourself, you'll know about how difficult it is to almost force a 2D picture, if you like, into a 3D model in your head because, of course, as blind people, we have no understanding, unless we've gone blind later in life, we have no understanding, really, um, of perspective and 3D drawing techniques that can actually make a diagram make sense to a sighted person. And I think 3D graphics really has uh, or can have an impact on that? Oh, I think absolutely, yes, because people have had different experiences in terms of sight loss, when they've lost their sight, what they understand. Now, I do understand things like perspective because I have had some vision as a, a youngster, but there are just some things that I've never seen, even when I did have some sight because I couldn't touch them or they weren't in my 
my country, for example, you know, I don't know what a mongoose, mongoose looks like. But, um, and, you know, I didn't know what the Eiffel Tower looked like. So when I travel, I like to feel models of things because it gives you a much better idea of what people are talking about. Some things you can't touch because it's too dangerous or too far or too small. So a model of a bacteria, for example, is a great way to convey that information. It should also be remembered that not everyone's had the same level of exposure. So you and I may have been Braille readers for a long time, but then you may have other people that have lost their sight later in life and they're not used to seeing the world through their fingertips and, and understanding maps. So you and I may have been given a map of Australia as a child and taught how to read that, but someone losing their sight later on has to even learn how to interpret tactile things just like 2D maps. But 3D maps or 3D prints also conveys a lot of information that, as you say, you can't convey just in a 2D form. Perspective and things like that are very hard to convey. And there's been a lot of work. I know Bob Marrick from Poland has done a lot of work on trying to convey what things like perspective mean and has come up with some tools. But I think 3D does give us an avenue to convey that information a lot more readily. And I think it is important for children that are blind to have those concepts now. I think 3D will also help people with, it will, it will enhance their O&M learning as well because they'll be able mm. to have maps and review those before they go out. But one of the things that the project that I'm part of the expert panel for is looking at is what are the best purposes and what are the best, I guess, subjects for 3D printing because whilst we'd love to just have a 3D print of everything, they have to prioritise and some things may be better just conveyed in 2D raised drawings. So the project is looking at, they're, they're investigating what is the best and certainly STEM topics, science, technology, engineering and mathematics is an area which has been identified. Uh, so there is a focus on education and there is a focus on mobility, but certainly STEM is a topic that would be well enhanced uh, mm. by 3D prints. Well, let's talk about the project. It's uh, been going for a few months now and they're taking a multifaceted approach. Firstly, who's actually conducting the project and uh, how did it come about? It's a research project being funded by the ARC, the Australian Research Council. Its primary investigators are the researchers at Monash University and they are collaborating with a number of sector partners uh, in the vision impairment field. They are the Roundtable on Information Access for People with Print Disabilities, the RIDBC, Royal Institute for Deaf and Blind Children in New South Wales, Guide Dogs Victoria, Royal Society for the Blind, and the Department of Education. So they are the partner investigators. Now, obviously, they've got uh, the, the access to their clients and they want to deliver services, whether it's the O&M or the education. And that research panel then gets advised by an expert, expert advisory group, which consists of representatives from those organisations, as well as other sector representation from Vision Australia, uh, BCA, which is myself, and, um, and the Queensland Tactual Mapping Committee. Now, I should say that that group has four blind people on it, not just myself, but three of those other organisations I mentioned have representation from people that are touch readers of Braille 
and uh, appreciate information through a tactile medium as well. I guess the project came about because once 3D started to merge as a, an emerging technology, those researchers saw that possibility of uh, 3D being another form of accessibility for the vision impairment community. Perhaps you could describe the uh, the approach that the project is taking in the stages of the uh, of the project. Sure. Well, the goal is to overcome the barriers to using 3D printing for accessible graphics. And by doing that, they want to determine and develop guidelines for the use and the design because you can't just say, let's use 3D printing. It's best to have uh, guidelines and for the design and for the use, for the implementation. For example, if you're going to have a tactile map, do you have it on a slanted board or do you have it flat? Do you have it at the front of the entrance or further into the venue? Um, what are the dimensions? So, for example, if you have, say, a, a map of a garden and uh, you have walkways, do you make those seven millimetres wide or ten millimetres wide, for example? So they want to do a lot of testing to develop these guidelines and it will be, I guess, the development of best practice. And in doing that, that would overcome one of the barriers, which is that the sector as a whole need some sort of standards so they can be uniform in their production and have those, those principles and best practice models. It They're, seems strange to me that uh, that hasn't happened before now. I mean, we've we've already discussed the, uh, the long history of tactile graphics, but uh, they've certainly been around for 60 or 70 years. Is there a reason that you're aware of why those standards haven't been uh, put together thus far? Well, there are standards. Uh, Roundtable has done a lot of work on standards for... Uh, conveying tactile information but I think this is more just looking at the realm of 3D printing right the project will be focusing on education and O&M as I said they'll be evaluating strategies for also teaching tactile literacy so it's not just here's, here's a map but it's good to teach people how to interpret the maps how to read it and uh, so there's a number of different prongs that they're approaching. They also will be looking at enhancing tactile uh, 3D printing models with audio labels. And there'll be, sort of, I guess, guidelines around that as well. So that's further down the piece. There's This is a three-year project, so there'll be a lot of development as things as time goes on. And as that time goes on, they'll be looking for feedback already just in March there was the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show where they had a, a map on display and sought feedback from vision impaired people that came through to that show and uh, analyzing the results of how they read that and as I said everyone's going to have uh, different abilities based on their experience as a vision impaired person and, and what they've been exposed to so over time, I hope to be going to BCA members saying that you know, more feedback is needed and we're hoping people will participate in giving their feedback as they develop these these things. 3D printing is a fascinating technology because it seems to me that uh, it can get to, to people and also um, it, it can access resolutions that uh, hitherto have been unavailable to blind and vision impaired people. Even just, for example, uh, the fact that you can easily 3D print Braille on something is, uh, you know, is an amazing thing. And if if you've done a map of something um, in a 3D printed 
environment um, and I need that map up in Darwin, you can just email that through to me and I can have it printed out on my 3D printer and away I go. And that is incredible when you think about it. I think that's right because that is part of also what's included in building the capability of the sector is mm. developing a repository of of material that can be shared and uh, as well as sharing best practice, etc., having a library. And, yeah, I, hopefully um, they'll be looking at ways of production low cost because, as we know, uh, alternative formats can be costly. So they'll be also looking at low cost methods. And I suspect that will the cost of production will come down just as it did when printers were first introduced and they got cheaper and cheaper. So things will get more cost effective. And I think also the other thing with 3D printing and with various organisations being able to have their own 3D printer is that the more we have this on display, it sends a message to the mainstream community that this is another form of access support and it promotes inclusion. So if we have a 3D printed map of, say, a sports ground and your average public person seeing that as they go in, it sends a message of inclusivity and they might go back to their workplace and say, well, I'm going to make a map in the same way of my own organisation where the public come in. Well, yeah. I wish you luck with the project. And uh, this is a fairly early stage of the project, I understand. And I wish you luck with the future of it. And I uh, hope that uh, you'll report back as time goes on. Oh, thank you very much. We're only into the first six months of a three-year project, so it is early days. But some prototypes uh, have been produced. There's a lot of brainstorming still going on. Uh, the, the expert panel meets quarterly, and yes, I hope to report back to members as things develop, but I think it is an exciting space. The project will be promoted through newsletters. There'll be various presentations at conferences such as SPEVI conference, roundtable conferences, etc., like that. So I think you'll be hearing more and more about the project as it goes along. And if you'd like more information about that, Ramona has written an article in Blind Citizens News, which you should certainly have by now. If you haven't, have a look at the BCA website and you'll find it there. That ends this week's program. If you'd like to contact BCA, bca at bca.org.au is the email address, or you can call them on 1800 033 1800 033 I'm Vaughan Benison. I do hope you've enjoyed this program. Talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream of our dreams